So as some of you know, today we're, we're walking through a movement in prayer. Uh, it's, we say it's ACTS, A-C-T-S. Um, it's, a, it's an ancient method of prayer, really, that we get out of the Psalms. We find in Scripture in many different places. And it, it, uh, the letters stand for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So it's, it's just a way of entering into prayer and acknowledging God for who He is. Adoration is really giving praise to God, praising His name, and really turning the affections of our heart to God and, and then expressing that. Um, confession is, in light of who God is, when we meditate on who He is, we see ourselves in light of that, and it's, then it's time to confess. It's time to say we don't measure up. And so we move through a, a time of confession, and then we move into thanksgiving, um, which is our response to God's gracious gift of, of His Son in our lives. And after thanksgiving, we'll move into supplication, which is a long way of saying asking. Supplication is to ask God for things. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1 and following, Scripture says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said this, this is how you should pray. Father, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and don't lead us, don't let us yield to temptation. And then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. You wanted to borrow three loaves of bread, and you said to him, uh, a friend of mine just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he called out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door's locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Your fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And so as a church, we want to walk in prayer. We want to pray together on a regular basis. So this morning, that's what we're going to do. We're going to walk through this, this movement of prayer. And we begin with a time of adoration. We begin with trying to understand who God is. Adoration, like I said, is, is to say who God is, to give praise to his name. I'd like to read Psalm 42 in light of, in light of our time of adoration. Psalm 42 is, is a, a psalm of longing for God. And adoration and praise to God is not just something that we do because of who he is, but it's a way of being delivered. It's a way of lifting our eyes from our problems and who we are and seeing God for who he is and really being released from all of the things that are surrounding us and all of, all of the tyranny of the urgent. It's like the, the person that's walking around with all of their problems like this and just saying, look at all my problems. And, what, and during, when we praise God, we're able to get our minds off ourselves and our problems and look up to him and get our, 
be delivered from those things. And that's how we see adoration and praise working in the scripture. In Psalm 42 is, is a prayer that reflects this. It says this, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking. As I remember how it used to be, I walked among the crowd of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. My Savior and my God. Now I'm deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of, Jordan, the, source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to the God who gives me life. Oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. In adoration of God, we're able to be delivered. We're able to gain freedom from all of the things that are surrounding and oppressing us. And as we move into this time of adoration, Matt is going to lead us through some songs, but it's a time for you to try to just lift up praise to God. Praising God is to, is to tell him who he is and what he's like and what he's done and what his character and what he's done in your life and to remember all of those things and, and give him praise for that. So we're going to go through some songs. Feel free to sing along or listen and pray as we sing through this. And then we'll, we'll end that by moving into our time of confession. Time of confession. Um, I'm going to read a few scriptures. Um, I don't think they're actually on the screen, but just as a reminder that um, when we confess, we're just agreeing with God that our state is not the way that we should be. And uh, so I'm going to read from Psalm 51 and then uh, a passage from Romans. Psalm 51, it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in the truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear your joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressor, transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood, blood guiltiness, O God. O God of my salvation, my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. And you would 
you will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings, and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And from Romans 8, it says this. It's actually Romans 10, starting at verse 8. It says, But what does it say? The word is near you, and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. I just want to spend just a moment in silence, just reflection and personal confession. Lord, lead us towards a place where we can confess and turn towards you. Your word says that your kindness leads us towards repentance. God, I pray that in the same way that you taught us to pray, that thy will would be done, that thy kingdom would become become here on earth as it is in heaven. God, uh, let that be the cry of our heart this morning. Thanksgiving is pretty simple. If we switch it around, it means to give thanks. And there's so much that we have to be thankful for in our lives. I wanted to just read Psalm 100 as we enter into this time of Thanksgiving. Scripture says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. And today, as we give thanks, uh, we'll spend some time in prayer after. But uh, we have a baby dedication today. And this is something that that we have as a tradition here. Parents dedicate their children and themselves to, to raising them in the gospel in front of the church. So I'd just like to invite the Walker family and, uh, and your guests to come up here. So as, as they're coming up, um, we also have uh, Pastor Jeff Walker with us today. He's a proud gr- grandfather of this, uh, this new baby. So today they're, they're going to dedicate... Here they come. Kaylani Cynthia Walker. Caleb, one of the pastors here. And I'm going to 
lead us through our time of supplication. And uh, I'm going to start with a verse from Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And uh, this morning I wanted to share with you a story, a story that happened uh, a few weeks ago. So, so some of you may know, uh, I know there's a lot of newcomers here, but we have uh, a benevolence fund that, that we use to meet needs both inside the church and, and outside. And uh, as you can imagine, we often get uh, people who come in uh, off the streets, homeless, whatnot, who have needs. And, and sometimes uh, people are just telling a story and they're just trying to get a handout. Other times it really is a genuine need. And, and where we can, we, we try to be open uh, to helping. A few weeks ago, there was a, a gentleman who came in and he talked to one of, one of the pastors here, Pastor Bob, first and told him the story. And Pastor Bob comes and taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, uh, you need to listen to this guy's story. Uh, apparently, he's he's trying to get to Los Angeles. He needs he needs money to to get a to get a Greyhound ticket, but he lost his ID, and he he needs some help. And I was like, okay, um, you believe him? And he's like, yeah, I think I believe him. And he said, uh, go go talk to him. So, quite honestly, I'm I'm often skeptical because um, I I have been uh, told tall tales before, um, uh, and. So I went and I said, okay, well, let me listen to the guy's story. He's, he's lost his ID, of course. How convenient. You know, that's going to be hard to get on the Greyhound. And he tells me basically what he told Pastor Bob, that he lost his ID. He's trying to get back to L.A. Um, and so I thought to myself, well, you know, does he just want money or does he really want to get back to Los Angeles? And I said, well, here's what I'll do. I'll say, are you ready to go today? Like, if, if, we, if we get you a ride to the Greyhound, we buy your ticket, are you ready to go? And, and he said, yeah, I'm ready to go. I said, oh, okay, well, let me call Greyhound and make sure that you can go on the Greyhound without uh, an ID. And they said, yes, you can as long as you set up a password. And so we had to set that up. And he said, what, I said, what password do you want? And he said, Jesus. <laughs> and so we set up the password of Jesus. And uh, we bought him his ticket, and then I told my wife, uh, Stephanie, uh, hey, what do you think about giving this guy off the streets a ride to the Greyhound? And she's like, uh, well, okay. And, uh, you know, it, quite honestly, you meet someone off the streets, and especially, you know, as, as a husband, I'm thinking safety. You know, I don't want to bring someone who's going to try to do something crazy. But I just felt like I, I prayed, and I felt like God was saying, you know what, take a risk, step out in faith. And, and help this guy. And so we did. We, we, we gave him a ride to the Greyhound. And on the way, we got to chat with him a little bit. And uh, it turns out that he wasn't even supposed to be here at this church that morning. He was going to a church down the street. And when he went, it seemed like it was closed. And so he came back here. And he was looking for help. And he was praying to God for help. And through God's grace, we were able to help him. And, and, and that's something that as you give towards um, to the church, specifically for the Benevolence Fund, these are some of the things that, that we can help 
give to. And, and what was more incredible, and something I think that God was teaching me in my interaction with, with his name was David, was, was not to judge a book by the cover. And, and I think sometimes, even if unsaid, I have this sort of idea that, you know, if you're, if you're a believer, then you wouldn't be homeless. Like, if you really follow God, like, truly, you wouldn't be out, out on the streets. And I think God was, was teaching me that sometimes we have brothers and sisters who are in poor circumstances. They're in hard circumstances that may have been partly due to their fault, may have not. Certainly, the person we follow, Jesus, didn't have a home. And so we were blessed to have a conversation with David on the way to the Greyhound. And, and he said uh, he's writing a book of poems. And we're like, okay, well, when you get to L.A., um, if you remember, you know, let us know how you're doing and uh, send us, if you can, some of those poems. And he did. He wrote from L.A. He wrote this uh, to us. He says, thank you, thank you, thank you for your help with a bus ticket to L.A. I hope you are blessed with these poems. You can read them to the church. I'm still writing this book. Please pray for me that I go where God would have me to go and do his will and not my will. Thank you, and please share these poems. God bless you. David. And so I want to read one of the poems that he wrote as we um, think about supplication and God providing for our needs. He wrote this. He wrote like 70 poems. Like he's, legit, he's really trying to put this together. And so I, I ask you to pray for that and that these would bless his body. This poem's called, I Believe. He said he would always be there for me. I'll take him at his word. I believe what I've heard. He shall supply my every need. By his riches and glory, he shall provide for me. In his supply, I believe. The enemy may attack, but there's no turning back. He said he would fight for me. In his defense, I believe. In his rivers of peace flowing for eternity, there is prosperity. In his peace, I believe. David Fisher. Father, I, I thank you for the work that I see you do um, through this body, even in so doing, revealing areas in our hearts where we still don't fully see other people as you fully see them. Lord, I thank you for providing for this brother's needs. Lord, I thank you for providing for our needs. And Lord, I pray that you would stir up in our hearts a greater trust and a greater understanding of just how loving a father you are. Lord, that truly, if we ask for bread, you do not give us rocks. And so, Lord, I ask that you would help us this morning to come to you in faith, trusting that you do provide, even when it doesn't seem like it adds up or it doesn't seem like it's possible, you provide. And, and I, I want to ask you all now, either silently or even aloud, if you have a need, pray aloud, pray to God, ask him to provide, and we can agree with you.
So I'm going to take about a minute for that. Father, you know all the needs in our body and outside of our body. Lord, I'm also reminded of those um, who lost their lives in the collapse of the pedestrian bridge uh, over in, uh, in Miami. And pray, Lord, that you would be with, be with the families of those who lost loved ones. And Lord, help them get to the bottom of the cause for the bridge collapse. And Father, would you... Uh, would you uh, bestow upon them your, your grace, your comfort, your healing power in Jesus' name. And Father, we lift up all these requests, even unspoken, to you and trust, Lord, that you're able to, to do them all and hear us and meet us in our time of need. We thank you. We praise you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we wrap up this morning, I just want to invite you to stand with me. We're going to sing uh, one last song here.